happy. That's where happiness lies, man, because we will always have, we will always have something to complain about. We will always have something. Like even like now that, you know, I'm doing all these things with these schools is everything I've ever wanted to do. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I need to like drive three hours to go to this school. To, and, I like, and it's like, sometimes it's not part of it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, think about what you wanted to do. Think about what you were last year and be grateful, man. Like, you know, because it's so easy as humans to just tap into that, like, negative nancy like oh, long. so gratitude man it, it that, that's where happiness is honestly i believe that love is all around us love is everything and everywhere i am love you are love we are all love in our divinity in our soul in the truest and simplest form of our being we are pure unconditional love Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one. And it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you. I support you. And I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Fred Afrifa is helping the next generation by encouraging them to dream big and to always keep moving forward. Fred is an international sprinter and a two-time national gold medalist. He hopes to one day represent his country at the Olympics. I started off our conversation asking Fred to tell me one thing he's grateful for. He responded by saying the hard times because of the growth and good that comes from them. That right there tells you exactly how incredible Fred's mindset is, which he passes on to his audiences as an inspirational speaker. His journey to becoming a speaker wasn't an easy one. He heard no after no, but through thinking out of the box, believing in himself and never giving up, he achieved his dream. All right. Well, Fred, man, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you for, uh, for being here. Thanks for having me on, man. I've been excited to, to have this conversation with you, man. Nice. Me too, buddy. You know, just um, right before hopping into this conversation, the idea just kind of popped into my head um, that maybe we should get things started off with just practicing a little gratitude, putting wow. ourselves in a good vibration just to get the convo going. Uh, so I can go after you, but um, what is something in life right now uh, that you are grateful for? Wow, that's a, that's a really interesting one. You know what? I'm grateful for the hard times, you know. 
I'm waiting for the hard times because when we're in them, we don't understand, right? And we're just like, there's no light at the end of this tunnel. Like, this is hard. This... But you learn so many lessons in those then help you during the good times, right? So honestly, like they, I know it's a cliche when it's like, uh, you wouldn't accept, you wouldn't appreciate the sunshine without the rain. But honestly, like I appreciate the hard times because they've, they've kind of built me into the man that I've been able to become. So uh, yeah, man. What about you? What about you? That was incredible. What a beautiful message. And, and what honestly, what a great way to just kick things off and get them going. Um, I just, I, before I even jump into mine, I, I think we should talk about that for a second, because that is such an important message to get out. <clears throat> and Fred, so many times uh, on these podcast episodes, I will talk to somebody and it was their most difficult, hardest, most downtime that got them to exactly where they were or where they are today. And all of them would never take away that hard time. They're now grateful for that hard time. You know, like you said, it's kind of hard to see it during it. Um, but that's like the real power when we can bring gratitude to it during it. When things are bad, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm learning right now. You know, this is serving <laughs> me in some way. Uh, I might not see it in the moment or maybe I do. You know what I mean? It's um, So when you can even bring it into the present when things are difficult, that is that is a challenge and that is like immense growth. Um yeah, so it's just been wild, man. Talking to so many people, they they just like are so grateful for those hard times. And again, what just an awesome way to get this conversation started because a lot of us don't think about it that way. When the hard times come, we're just pissed or we're angry. We don't want anything to to do with it. And when we can shift our perspective and think, okay, how is this serving me? You know, mm -hmm. how can this help me? Or then even in the future, when we look back on it, being like, that was there for me. You know what I mean? And in that realization, knowing that the next time something hard comes along to then look at it in that way again. The thing, because ultimately you kind of have to shift your perspective for it to be a positive, right? Because mm -hmm. else it's just like, oh, I had a really tough childhood. This happened to me and I hate it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, instead of, like you said, it's about shifting the perspective and thinking, actually, what could I have learned from that? What did that teach me? Like, how did I grow from that? So that, you know, encounter like a similar thing or next adversity in the future, you're like, oh, I'm well equipped because of what I went through, right? But if you never have that moment to reflect, then it's like, you, you might not see the benefit in it, but there, there's always benefit in struggle, man. It has to be. There all, exactly. There always has to be. Um, it's a whole idea too of um, something I'm like on a big kick lately uh, is the idea of like contrast. It's like, we need to know what we don't want in order to know what we do want. So when something ideal isn't happening, we're like, okay, this is like not what I want. It, it's very clear to us then what we do want and what we do want to achieve and where we do want to go. So you can look at it that way. It could just make things a little bit more clear on the path and the journey and in the direction that you do want to go. Like if you're struggling with money, I know it seems pretty obvious, but that makes it really transparent that it's like, I don't want this. I don't want to be in this reality right now. What do I want? Okay, let me focus on now. What, what, do, I, what, what I do want? And that might be getting... Say it again. I said, that's very, very, very important, you know, because it's like, I've actually having a conversation recently with someone that is like, okay, like, you know, I'm in this place and I don't, I don't like where I am. And I'm like, okay, like, that's good. Like, you know, you've now basically knocked one thing off, like trial and error. Okay. You don't want this. Now use that energy to just try something else, yeah. you know, rather than just kind of being in that moment. Like, oh, you know, like you said, I'm not good with money, you know, but I'm not working on my, but I'm not working on like my financial kind of intelligence, then, you know, you're not going anywhere with it. So like you said, it's about identifying, okay, like 
I don't want this. So I'm, I'm in this moment, present moment, that is it's a tough moment. What can I do? How can I learn from it? And it's like, it has to be an intentional thing, right? Because if it's not, then life will just kind of waddle you around. Yeah, exactly. You're so right. It has to be intentional. We have to take a moment and stop and be in it. Realize this is not what I want, where I want to be. And the thing about that too, it's such a good indicator to then tell us what we do want. So much of the time, myself included, a lot of us, we get stuck in what we don't want. Like the thing comes up and we just keep reliving what we don't want over and over again. And we think that's a bad thing to know what we don't want, but it's actually a great thing as long as we just don't live in that for, for too long. It should just be like an indicator of like, okay, cool. This is happening. This is what I don't want. Now shift towards what I do want, put all my energy and focus into that direction. Agreed. 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 Yes. Yeah, wow. it's, it's, that's, that's one of the main things that, to you, Fred, that I tell like the kids that I go to, or even my friends, you know, like literally, um, because a lot of people struggle with kind of finding out what they want to do, you know, and it's like, I try and kind of tell them, okay, well, maybe focus on like who you want to be and then kind of like what you want to do will follow. So, you know, if like you're someone who, even like the kids, like in my secondary schools, um, which you guys call high schools, like they're like, oh, I want to be rich. I'm like, okay, so let think about that for a second. So you say you want to be rich. So when it's time to make a decision, you know, like you have, you just got paid 200 pounds and there are trainers that cost 180 pounds, right? You say you want to be rich. Think, what would a rich person do? Would they spend their whole wage on these trainers? Or would they think, okay, maybe let me, you know, set aside 40% of this wage and then, you know, spend the rest. Or think about investing. So, you know, it's, it's one thing just saying, yeah, I, like, I want to do this. But, you know, think about how would that type of person behave? It's literally becoming that version of yourself to then achieve that thing, mm -hmm. right? It's, and that's like, that's like attacking the problem at the root or the situation at the root, right? You're going like directly at it. You're not saying, okay, well, I want to be rich. And you're not saying like, okay, I want to be rich. And then you're just doing crazy things in order to be rich. You are becoming that version of like, like exactly what you just said, right? It's like, what would a rich person do in that situation? So it's becoming that person right now, not waiting for you to get rich and then becoming that person, becoming the person. So then you will get rich. That's the one. That's that shift. That's yeah, that yeah. shift. If, I, if more people understood that it would help, because even little things like even weight loss, right? Instead of maybe saying like, I want to lose like 10 kilograms, stay like, I want to be a healthier person. Yeah. And in being a healthier person, you will lose 10 kg, you know? Like, but then maybe if you just focus on just losing 10 kg, you'll do crazy things to lose the weight, like just be unhealthy and just to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. It's like becoming that version right now, right? Being a healthier person. And then the result has to follow. It has to come. It's just the way that it works. Wow. I'll tell you, man, I'm uh, recently too, I have uh, keep trying to bring my awareness back to the moment of like, when I'm in a difficult time, how, like I, I'll ask the question like, okay, how is this serving me? Right. And that helps me just asking that question shift just a little bit to look at it more positively. Right. Instead of, right. Instead of being like, why is, why is this happening to me? Like, why is this happening? It's like, okay, how is this serving me? There is something good here for me to grow and learn from and to become a better version of myself. So where is it? Um, and when you think about things, then like when you can shift from a negative to a positive, right? Where this sucks, why is this happening to me? To like, okay, this is here to serve me right now. How is this serving me? How is this bringing positivity to me? And that it's like that paradigm shift. When you go from something negative to something positive, it literally changes your entire outlook. It changes your entire reality. And then when you can keep 
staying on that track, having those more positive thoughts, you're going to bring yourself more into a positive situation. You know? Agreed, man. Literally, like being in like the fire and just thinking, okay, stop thinking. Okay, what can I learn here? Like this, everything's going left, but what is? Can I learn anything from it? What? Why did that happen? Like there must have been I learned, and in doing that, shifting everything from a negative to a positive. So. Yeah, I would encourage people like listening to this to, to try that, man. Try it out. Absolutely. Man, what a, honestly, asking people what they're grateful for, I rarely ever, ever get I'm grateful for the hard times. But again, that is something that needs to be talked about more and, and heard more. Because if you ask anybody, like, what are like the times in their lives where they're sad or, you know, when do people feel anxious or depressed? It's when things are bad. You know what I mean? It's, it's when we're down. So if we're able to shift those things, be grateful for them, think about them in a positive way, think about what that can do for our overall lives. It changes everything drastically. It's everything, man. Like sometimes I look back, man. That's why it's good sometimes to look back. I look back at like a really just tough time mm-hmm. and just think how it kind of changed me as a person or how I learned as a person. And I'm like, damn, like I couldn't have done this if it wasn't for that you know and 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 it's the beautiful thing about just looking back on your journey and sometimes even like we don't even want to address the struggles so that's something recently I've actually been doing even in my talks like I'm learning how to be more vulnerable right so like I'll tell you now when I first moved to London right I was young and I was in quite a rough area and within moving to London uh two months of moving to London I was robbed twice right and that was something that I found hard to, to tell people so, um, but I thought, okay, I want to grow as a speaker. I want to be more vulnerable. So I'll tell people at the beginning of my talk, right? But even in going through something like that, right? It, 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 like I became more robust as a person because I went through that, you know, so that, you know, when I, when other things happened later on in life, you know, I was a lot more robust. So I was, I could handle it a lot better. Had I not gone through it, I may have not handled it as well. So, you know, it's, that's how it is. It's, it's exactly, man. I, when I look back on my life, any of the most difficult times I've had, I'm grateful for them. I, you know, I really am. And at the time, I wasn't in the headspace to be grateful for them then, a lot of them. Uh, but it's happening now where I'm, I'm finding gratitude in, in every single thing. And when we, again, when we're, always, when we're always looking towards gratitude, it will change everything. It changes that situation in the moment. Instead of being this terrible thing, it's something you can actually be grateful for. Think about like what that does for us. It's just, it's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> it, it, is crazy. It, it is. It's mind blowing, man. And like, it's such an important message that you are teaching and, and showing to these kids. Uh, and just even on this podcast right now, bringing something like that up, because that is a struggle for so many people, including myself. So I'm even grateful right now that you brought that up to be like, yes, another person. This is true. Okay, cool. We can find the gratitude. We can find the positive in, in, in the hard times because those are the things that benefit us so greatly moving forward. They do, they do. My man. All right. I'm glad we just went off on that for a little while. That was, yeah. that was great. Um, back to just, and I, gratitude, man. I'll show you. I have a bracelet on right now that says I'm grateful. Wow. Wow. Just wow. always just, and you know, it's like nice for me. I'll be like walking around and if I'm not feeling good about something, I'll just look down and I see, I'm grateful. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm like, all right, nice little, nice little reminder that that's cool. Fred, I actually, I give these away on the online store. We have an apparel store uh, and anyone who buys anything from them, we send them two bracelets for free. 
I'm going to buy something off of this. And then, yes. <laughs> just trying to spread that message of gratitude. It's so, it's so crucial to our happiness and our joy. 100%, man. Like, really and truly, that's where happiness lies, man, because we will always have, we will always have something to complain about. We will always have something. Like, even like now that, you know, I'm doing all these things with these schools, it's everything I've ever wanted to do. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I need to like drive three hours to go to this school. To, uh, it's like, and it's like, sometimes it's not part of it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, think about what you wanted to do. Think about what you were last year and be grateful, man. Like, you know, because it's so easy as humans to just tap into that, like, negative Nancy, like, oh, this is long. So gratitude, man, it, it, that, that's where happiness is, honestly. Dude, I'm so glad that you just said that because the thing that I'm grateful for um, that I was thinking about before is, is mindfulness. Mm. And it's just catching myself when I'm having those sorts of negative thoughts, because this morning today I was kind of rushing around. You know, I took my dog for like a 45 minute walk. I came back and meditated, but I checked my phone and I normally meditate for like 30, 40 minutes. And I was able to meditate for maybe like 15. And then, uh, I came up here to, you know, to get ready. I showered and, and I, I found myself kind of in a rush and in a moment, being a little down, you know what I mean? Just because I felt rushed and just because I felt like I had stuff to do and I had to hop on this and like make sure everything goes great. And they always go so well, but it was in that because as I was rushing around towards the end, I, I was mindful and I was like, chill for a second. You got to go outside. It's beautiful here right now. It's like 70 degrees and sunny. I get to, I get to go outside to start my day being outside in a beautiful park with my dog. I got to come home and meditate regardless of how long it was. I still got to. And then I get to jump on a podcast. Like this was my dream a year ago to start a podcast and talk to people like you and spread incredible messages to help everybody listening. And when that'll hit me, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm back again. Now I'm happy. Instead of looking at this as a rushed kind of frustrated negative situation, which it never should have been. Eh, not that it never should have been. We get caught in those sometimes. It's okay. But turning that totally to just a gratitude-filled, happy happy situation that's big man that's big honestly more more people should do that man because we, we all have something to be um, grateful for man like and if you just think about it honestly when you're in that situation like you said where it's all kind of just happening 100 miles an hour and you feel a bit overwhelmed just kind of reverse literally you just reverse engineered everything you're like wait whoa everything i was just um stressing about it's a bloody blessing like what what what, what is the stress about yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that too. Cause sometimes when I, you know, I'm when I'm doing what I want and I love and I have those moments of just, you know, being frustrated or just being whatever it may be. Like you said when you're like, I gotta drive three hours to this school. <sighs> it's like knowing that other people are experiencing that in moments too, right? And I don't need to beat myself up or feel crappy about myself. Uh when I, you know, when I do feel that way, to be like, all right, cool. You know, Fred feels that way sometimes too. This is normal. And it's just about coming back to the positive, about coming back to gratitude each time. Because you, you can feel, sometimes I do feel guilty for feeling that way. So it's good that we're like, you know, when you can relate to someone, maybe it's in a similar position, you're like, oh, okay, it's just a normal thing. I don't need to feel too bad about it. It's good. Like, it's good that I'm mindful about it. I've come back to a gratitude, a, a grateful place. So yeah, it's nice. Right. And feeling guilty and feeling down about us not being as happy as we thought we should have been in that moment just hurts us more. You know what I mean? It just, it just, 
it's it's true it's a loop it's a loop it's weird man i feel like the older i get the more i'm fascinated with kind of like psychology and the brain right but it's like our brain just defaults to like a sad place and if you don't catch yourself you need then you need to purposely boost it back up because then if you don't it just defaults to like whatever is happening and that's why you get like i mean um depressed millionaires isn't it like they, they should be happy but i guess the brain has just defaulted to that that sad place where no matter what you have in life you just get there if you don't look after your your mental state kind of thing in it dude it's uh, that is i i feel like that is so true i don't know why that is the case but i feel like a lot of times we will default to like mm. sadness this is weird or what and you're so right it's like it's really it's about catching yourself in those moments and shifting there's a book i'm listening to right now um it's by Abraham Hicks. It's actually called Money and the Law of Attraction, um, Learning to Attract Wealth, Health, and Happiness. Wow. I'll have to um, have a list. It's so good. And that's what they talk about really consistently in the book is catching your thoughts because you know when we default or when you just go towards the negative first or like just the, the thought that kind of brings you down a little bit, you have to catch yourself because once you have one thought of like that, it's the law of attraction. You're going to have another thought like that. And then another, and then another, and another, and then you start to build momentum towards that direction of negativity and kind of low vibrational thinking. But if you have that thought, you know, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Like, uh, I'm never, I'm never going to be able to do this. Why? You know what? You'll just keep going. But if you can catch yourself after like the first or second thought and like, okay, that's not who I want to be right now. That's not how I want to think. And it's the same idea. It's like that contrast. I don't want to think this way. I don't want to be this way right now. Okay, what do I want to be? Okay, you know, I can achieve this. Literally anything is possible. I am powerful. And you start to have those thoughts and you start to build momentum more towards that direction. That's so interesting. So it's kind of like you're either spiraling down or spiraling up kind of thing. Like, And yeah. you just know that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah, instead of spiraling down, you are, yeah, you're spiraling up and feeling good yes my man I, so i want to ask you too I, that was just that was so beautiful i'm glad we just started everything off that way um i do want to ask you though so i know you are you're a track star you're a runner you're a phenomenal athlete man uh i'm just curious if you could just fill everybody in a little bit um just a little bit about your background uh in terms of being just this incredible athlete and then buddy was this something that you were always like really good at or was it something that you weren't, you had to work hard at, you were passionate. I mean, I know you had to work hard at anyway to get to where you're at, but is it something that you were always passionate about or did you kind of fall into this? Just a little bit about you. Interesting. So with the athletics, so I guess it all started when I was in Italy, right? And it was in primary school uh, or you guys would call it elementary. And we used to do like races within like our school and then different schools. And I would always win those races. But I never really thought anything of it. At the time, I was playing football, like you guys would call it soccer, and um, that, that's, that's just what you do, right? And then when I came over to London, uh, my PE teacher, Mr. Silly, I'm so grateful for him. He used to, he's from Togo uh, in Africa, and he actually used to run for Togo. So he used to see me running and say, listen, you could be really, really good. Like, give athletics a go, give it a go, give it a go. And I was like, ah, oh, no, I like football. You know, I, I wanted to be there. Like, as a kid, you just want to play football. Mm -hmm. And then one year, I kind of just said, okay, I'll play football for a year, do running for a year, and just kind of compare the two. So I played football when it was at a normal local level. Then I did running and it was 
really, really good. So I did a competition called uh, English Schools Championship, which uh, is on televisions on Sky Sports. Uh, and I represented London schools. And that's within one year of me doing it. And then I thought, cool, I, I kind of fell in love with it. And I thought, this mm. is amazing. Right. And but like that was kind of my perspective as a kid. Right. As a, an adult who's very mindful, actually, what I think it was is that athletics was actually the first moment I remember being like good at something or being like, quote unquote, embraced. Because uh. so I land. So I was the only kid of color in my school and the only kid of color in my area. So I, I always just felt like, you know, I was the odd one out or, you know, there would be the odd ignorant person, you know, and uh, some Italy can be like that sometimes. It can be quite an ignorant place at times, even though I love, I love Italy. So I guess when I think back on it, you know, doing running and being good at running was the first time everyone would be like, oh my God, like, you're amazing. Rather than like, oh, you're different. And so really and truly, I think my love for running started way before I started running. Um, and then now I'm so grateful for running. Again, we took a lot of gratitude because running gave me something to speak about. You know, now that obviously I'm doing really well as a speaker, but initially that's all I spoke about, my running. And then through that, I've been able to kind of grow as a speaker. So running in athletics has been like just such a massive pillar in my life, honestly. Mm. We're like a platform for you to explode off of. That's and it. Follow, right. And follow your dream. And, and dude, it's so cool that it's like that just even shows the importance so much of having community and feeling embraced and feeling accepted by the people around us. It's like it sounds like that's like one of the first times you felt like really, really whole you know, in life. And you felt just like in a really, really good place. And that was connection to other people and love from other people. Um, you know, so, so true. And that stuff is just it's so like that's such a beautiful example of how important that is for all of us to experience and how great of a gift that is when we can give that to somebody else, when we can embrace someone else and accept them for who they are and love them for their uniqueness. 100%. And, and I think that's what, you know, initially even gave me the drive to go back into schools, man, because it's like, you know, to, to be able to give a, a primary school kid, you know, that love and that, you know, helping them understand that, listen, we are all authentic. We are all different, but you are good enough and mm. you can, do, you know, like you see me, I'm speaking to you and I just showed you a race that like I had on TV. Like it's the same person. So, you know, all these people you're seeing on TV, because as a kid, you see people on TV and you just think it's like a movie or a cartoon. It's, these are not real people, you know? And that's why maybe when you see your first like famous person, you're starstruck, you're like, what are you real? So, you know, it's like, for me, it's like bridging the gap from early, you know, when I put, even when I put the um, a race on a, like when I'm speaking to the kids, they're like, what is that you? Is that you? I'm like, yeah, it's me. It's me. Like, I'm, I'm a normal person. Like, like you, I just worked hard, had a dream and you can do it as well. So I think it's good to crack, to crack it early, you know, give, give people that love and that, that hope early. Dude, and let them know that like anything is possible. Anything. And for them to see you in person, this person who's achieved so much is on TV, racing and running. That's such a gift for them, man, to let them know that like, you can you can be and do who, you can be whoever you want and do whatever you want and you're proof showing these kids at such an early age that's awesome that's that's the message yes man did you like intentionally did you start off just going and speaking to kids did you like want to go help the youth in the next generation or did it just happen to to go that way very very good question so i guess when you talk about the whole you know what kind of person do you want to be 
I've been fortunate enough to know that I wanted to be someone who inspired people, right? Or gave people hope. That mainly, mainly started when, so I'm from Ghana originally, and I, you know, we'd go to Ghana regularly with my family. And I would see like how even my own family, my cousins were living in Ghana. And it was a totally different life, you know? It's like, mm. and it's literally mom's child. So that could have been me, you know? That's no, why my mom's sister's child. So like my cousin, my blood cousin. And I'm thinking, wow, that could have been me. And, you know, they're kind of, just living in conditions that I'm over in Italy thinking, I don't know how you're doing this. So I always kind of knew I wanted to give people hope. Initially, I thought it would be just solely through athletics. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be like an Olympic champion and show people that. Da, 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 da. And then I just, and then as time went on, I was like, okay, athletics isn't the only way I could do this. Um, and then that's kind of when I started on, Again, you know, I was thinking, what would a person that inspires people do? And I was like, they would kind of go into schools and speak to the next generation. And then I started on that journey. I like that, right? <laughs> what would this type of person do who wants to inspire? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'll try. <laughs> it's, I love it, man. It's just so true. It's like asking that question of like, what would this person do who wants to do this? Okay, now let me do that. Like that, that answer, to me, that answers a lot of people's like, you know, I don't know what to do in life thing. Like, as I always tell my friends, just obviously it, it's hard. It's easy kind of for me to say, but and it, it may be harder for you to digest. But honestly, just dig deep and think like, what kind of person do I want to be, man? And if you're like, and someone would be like, so like my cousin would be like, I want to like help people. I'm like, okay, cool. That's a great start. So what would a person that helps people do? Like, are you going to work in a youth center? Are you going to do this? There's millions of things you can do like you can't tell me you don't know what you want to do in life if you know you want to be someone else people there are so many things you can do mm. it is man it's just going right directly to it instead of trying to finding finding it outside of yourself or somewhere else or how do i get to that it's getting to it now it's becoming that now That's it. my man <clears throat> So, dude, I love that you, I love that you mainly, do you mainly or only uh, speak to, um, do you speak in engagements with children? So, mainly children. So, that's how I started off. So, um, yeah, I didn't, again, I kind of just, I don't know why I started with children, but I knew I wanted to start with children. Just the kind of like, the whole start, mm -hmm. the young prevention is better to cure kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, recently it's been kind of getting, you know, older and older and older. So, I still do a tons of, children and now i'm doing kind of like 16 15 year olds and uh which is a really another interesting age and actually since 2022 i started doing adults right so what i do with adults is i do public speaking classes but what that is is that it's more a confidence class than a public speaking class uh -huh. because these people come to us and they're really just anxious and they fear public speaking and i tell them that okay most of you don't fear public speaking you fear public perception so let's let's talk about that okay like, you can talk to you can talk in public to like your friends but you're scared of what people think of you so and it's so interesting because i even tell them the adults that like i may be at, uh, in the school and you know there's a 10 year old and i get them to do star jumps or whatever and i see that some 10 year olds are really self-conscious and they're really embarrassed to do their star jumps and then like i see that same 10 year old in like a 45 year old who's scared of speaking in public and i'm like it's the same thing, just in a different, it's mad. <laughs> They're just 35 years later, you know what I mean? But it's the same idea of just being like anxious or being afraid. 
that's it that's it yeah. so yeah so to answer your question i mainly do children but i'm recently started doing some adults as well but still mainly mainly children and you mentioned before too you, you started off right just um mainly speaking about athletics and things like that but it, have you shifted it and turned it with the kids even more to like because i i i know you push like a growth mindset um i know one of your mottos is keep moving forward so right. did it are you not did you shift more into teaching kids about like a more of a positive mindset um, teaching them how to maybe embrace themselves and be their own or, or what kinds of, what kinds of topics and, and, and ways are you encouraging, uh, these kids during the, during your speeches? Fantastic. So yeah, my speech, especially with the kids has definitely kind of evolved and changed over the years. Uh, it, initially when I didn't really know what I was doing, I'll kind of just tell him about my achievements. I knew that's not what I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to work on my assembly. So now yeah, keep moving forward. I use my journey and I just use sporting analogies to, to tell them to keep moving forwards, right? And the main thing is, so adversity, number one. You know, when things happen to you, you keep moving forward. So with like little kids, I literally show them like, I tell them, okay, I mean, I'm at this side of the hall. You know, at the other side of the hall, there's a computer, right? If I keep walking forwards, even if I walk really, really slowly, I will get to the computer eventually, right? And I tell them, some people are going to sprint to the computer. Like your friend might in one jump get to the computer your other friend you know is going to run to the computer it doesn't matter that you're walking really slowly as long as you keep moving forwards towards the computer your goal you will get there eventually so that's the, the keep moving forward thing i tell them like especially in the age of social media where everyone's comparing themselves to everyone like i just tell them listen don't watch them don't watch them keep moving forwards you will get to your goal honestly even if life knocks you down get up keep moving forward so uh, that's the main keep moving forward kind of message uh and then yeah i tell him about you know just having a growth mindset and thinking big you know like and with my with me it's like i always the reason why i even do the whole social media stuff is because like i want to like show people that it's possible right so i don't just want to tell you yeah you can achieve everything you want like look at listen i didn't know i didn't think i could be able to do this like I just tried and I just kept trying and I got a bunch of no's and I got some yeses and I kept trying and trying. And, you know, I'm, I don't think I'm there yet, but I'm growing, you know, and I'm showing you that it's possible. Like, please just, just take this in, man. Like, so that, that, that's pretty much it, man. You're doing what you're telling the kids. You're, you're taking those steps towards the computer, towards your goal, right? You're constantly doing it. And that's huge for kids to know that at such a young age too, to be like, progress is still progress. No matter how small or little it is, you're still moving in that direction. That is like, don't downplay that or don't beat yourself up because you see somebody who's running a little bit faster than you. You still might get there before them. Even if you get there after them, it's all good. We're all on our own journey. That's, right? so that, that's, these are all the messages behind like my kind of keep moving forwards assembly, man. Like just celebrate the small wins keep trying, keep pushing, keep like, just keep one step at a time, keep chipping away at it. And like, and you'll get there, man. Dude, how did you get your first speaking gig? Brother, it was, a. <laughs> I knew I wanted to get into schools and I had no idea how I was going to do it. So initially I'll do emails. So I emailed like 30 schools every morning, just telling them I'm an athlete. This is what I want to do at your school. And no one would reply to me. I did it for like a month. I thought, okay, the email doesn't work. Let me call. So I literally had an Excel spreadsheet on my computer, 30 schools every day in different parts of London, calling them, calling them, calling them, calling them, calling them. Again, not very much um, progress with that. And I thought, okay, 
I, I, I need I know that if I get to them once one on one and like speak to the head teacher or whoever the decision maker is, they will give me the opportunity. But on the phone or whatever, they're not listening to me. So then I, start, I started signing up to careers nights. So a career night will be literally, it'll be a careers evening where there'll be like a teacher, a doctor, someone from different fields. Um, and after school, we'll set up a stall where you can talk to kids about your field, right? How you get into, you know, aviation, how you get into nursing. So I had my own stall and I didn't have anything to talk about. So I just had pictures of me. And then when they come to me, they'd be like, okay, so what's this? I'm like, well, what are your dreams? <laughs> you know, and then they'll kind of be like, ah, oh, no, nah, like we'll move over to the next because they'll be like their parents, right? But in going to the careers nights, I started to, you know, speak to the head teachers in the schools. And I was like, listen, like, this is what I want to do. I will volunteer my services. Okay, like, just give me 20 minutes with the kids. And like, and then a few said yes. And that's how I got my first one. Like, I've, I tried like a million times, which is why I tell people like, if you get no, you got to keep, going right it's like for me like your dreams or whatever it's like you say there's a house right and it's like the house is everything you've ever dreamed for is inside that house some people kind of knock on the house and they're like ah oh, no one open the door man like and they kind of go home disheartened and then there's others that you just knock and knock and knock and knock like even if you're recording this podcast now if someone kept knocking on your door for like 45 minutes eventually you're gonna be like fred two seconds i'm just gonna <laughs> there might be an emergency and I, I just think that's how life is like keep knocking so that's pretty much how I got my first one and then I got some like good feedback from that and I used that to leverage like other ones and then I kind of just started growing it like that good for you man wow that, that's a powerful story too like people need to know because well seeing you right now I could have just assumed without knowing that you got into this pretty easily like like you're a huge athlete you just probably called up one person like hey man I'm Fred I'm coming there. And they're like, all right, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, this is awesome. Fred, we, we were hoping you were going to call. Um, so it's good, to, it's good to see that, man, that you received so many no's and you just didn't stop, though. So many. More than 100 no's, man. And it really just shows us if we just keep going, if we keep moving forward. That's, that's what it is, bro. Right? Yeah. Keep moving forward. If this doesn't work, you try something else. It didn't. So like what I tell the kids, right, is that like when goal setting is like, so our mind is like a sat-nav, right, like a Google Maps. And when you set a goal, it's like setting a destination on Google Maps, right? And that gives you the direction. So it's good to have like a goal in life that gives you direction. Mm -hmm. But I tell them like, sometimes when you're using Google Maps, there might be like a road closure or a train cancellation, but Google Maps won't tell you to stay at home. It will give you another way to get there. It will, re it will give you an alternative. So like on your way to your goal, you're going to encounter lots of different things. You just got to think of an alternative way to do it, you know, and uh, that I think that that's what my story kind of kind of shows. And it really just shows, too, it's like if you want something bad enough and you believe that it's already yours and that's who you are, there's nothing that can stop you. I, agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Right. And so many times what's it's like what stops people is themselves. Cause if you had right, be all those emails like, nah, this isn't going to happen. That's you stopping yourself. That's not those people stopping you. That's you agreeing and saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to stop. This isn't working where obviously when your story, it's so beautiful that if you don't stop yourself and you continue to go, right. I love the Google map thing, man. It's like, you go one way. It's like, Oh, detour this way. Didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. All right. Well, let me try this path. Now, no, not that way either. 
But if you just keep hitting the new pass and you just keep taking the detours and just keep moving towards that goal, anything can be achieved. Anything, man. And I know it, it, it is scary because it's basically like having a Google Maps, but without a Google Maps. So, it's kind of, mm. so sometimes it feels like you're just driving and you're like, I'm on this road. I don't know where it's going. I don't even know if it's the right direction. But it's, and it's scary, but, you know, it, I think anything good or, you know, worthwhile comes from, like, from that scary place of just taking a chance. Unfortunately, nothing's just going to come to us in a comfortable position. Like, it, it, it just doesn't work like that. Like, you, you have to take some sort of scary plunge. You, ha- you have to. Literally, it's like a prerequisite to, to doing your thing. Like, you, you just get that. I'm sure you're a testament to that, right? You must have taken, like, a scary jump at some point. Because, right, if you... That's so, that's so great because if you don't push past fear and like they say, like everything is on the other side of fear. So if you're staying in your comfort zone, like, so fear's here, you're staying on this side in your comfort zone, everything's going to stay the same. Nothing can change. Right. And I love that. That's the barrier. That's like the thing. That's almost like the key to the door that you need in order to go into another space where you can achieve and do things and change things from where they are right now. 100%, 100%. And, and that's what it is. Some like, are you brave enough to like chase your dreams? And, you know, and, and, and the thing is that like, what's the worst that can happen, man? You know, that's my, my thinking as what well, my thinking has always been initially. Like, I just don't want to that. What if, right. I don't want to be like, you know, having grandchildren and just saying, Oh, you know, I could have done this. I could have done that. If I did this, I would rather say, Man, I tried X, Y, Z. It didn't work out, but I went for it. That, and that's been my thing. And that's kind of what pushes me, right? That's what pushed me to, to go through that fear barrier, I guess. So I guess, yeah, it's, it's on the individual to find out what, you know, kind of what their why is to help push them through. Because it is scary. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's easy. Like, it is a scary thing to you know, go through that barrier, like you said. But, you know, you just need to find it within you to, to really find something that will push you go through it man mm. i mean it, it's some guy had a, a like a youtube channel where he he went out every single day and did something that he a hundred percent thought they were going to say no to so like one thing was like he knocked on a woman's door to and asked him if he could go plant a flower in her backyard he asked a cop if he could sit in the car and take a picture. There were all things that he for sure thought people would say no to so we could get over his fear of people saying no to him. Uh, wow. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. That's so sick. Cause that's like <laughs> a huge fear of all that, that. That's the fear right there. People are going to say no to me. Like I'm going to reach out to all these people to do speak engagements. And they're all going to say no. And I'm going to feel stupid. Or I'm going to feel embarrassed or, or, or whatever it is. But it's like, it's like the no that we don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of like every time you hear a no, you're getting closer to that. Yes. That's a good one. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. And it's funny that you said that, like, then people after they know they're like, oh, like, it's kind of like the no reinforces their initial thinking. So they, their initial thinking may be, I'm not good enough. All right. So I don't even know if I want to try. Then they'll try. Then they'll get the no and they'll be like, oh, I knew it wasn't good enough. And then they feel even worse about themselves, you know? And, and yeah, that's, that's the whole perspective shift that we spoke about at the beginning. Like, you just have to change the way you, you see that no. Like you said, you know, you're getting just closer to a yes. You're getting, mm-hmm. you know, getting closer and closer to the yes. So, um, yeah, man. 
Yo, and honestly, hearing your story too, being relatable to somebody else and feeling connected to someone else, it's like, yo, Fred got a lot of no's too. All right, that's okay. If I get no's, it worked out for him. You know, that's like sharing these stories are so important for people to hear and understand because this could be like the conversation or the story that gives somebody the energy or the love in themselves or the encouragement to keep going when they get that no to be like, okay, there was a light at the end of the tunnel for Fred. This is here for me too. It's there. I just have to keep going, you know? Yeah. Why? Like, I'm so grateful for you guys even having me on this pod because more people need to share their stories, man. Like Instagram is just like a highlight reel, you know, like you, if you watch, you look at people's Instagram, like you said, you may have just seen my Instagram and thought, oh, he's a runner. He just got into the speaking. Like it's easy for him. But no, actually, you know, listen, hear me out. The story is it was flipping hard. And so many people said no before anyone said yes. And even in terms of like, so some people like now will see me speaking and they're like, oh, like, I want to get into speaking. I heard lots of money in speaking. And it's like, well, actually, I started kind of doing okay in speaking in 2019. And it's not until 2022 that like financially I'm getting kind of remunerated the way I thought, yeah, speakers get paid, you know, it took me. So if you go, if you went, if I went into speaking for like, you know, for the money, you know, I would have quit by now because it'd be like, oh, three years, you know? So again, it's all about, you know, when you're going into these things, like think about like the real reason and purpose why like you're doing these, right? Because that's maybe another thing that why people can't really, you know, continue in whatever they're kind of pursuing, right? They're, they're looking at the, they're using the, the wrong metrics to, to see whether they're making progress. And if we're looking at, if we're maybe the example of someone trying to lose weight, right? Sometimes the scales are a bit stubborn, but maybe your skin looks better. Maybe you're walking up the steps and you're not out of breath, you know? You're, you're clearly a healthier person, but the scale is still whatever it is, you know? That doesn't mean that you're not going in the right direction. That doesn't mean that, you know, in a couple months time, the scales aren't going to say what they want you, what you want them to say. You know, so, um, yeah, it's about finding different metrics to, to track your progress as you're on your journey, man. I love that, man. That's so good. Wow. Thank you for sharing for real. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Cause that even just inspires me in this moment too. It's like, yes, the nose are okay. You know, because so many times when we, we hear the nose, we do, we, we, we lose hope and love in ourselves. And it kind of just like will bring us down a little bit. And I, I think it's a great example too, to show, to not place our self-worth or self-love on someone else's skewed splinter of a perspective on who we are. That's the one. Because just because they didn't think that you were ready or for whatever reason, they didn't want to give you the opportunity then doesn't mean that you can't be a phenomenal speaker because Obviously you are, you know what I mean? But when someone says notice, it's like, maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I shouldn't do this. It's like, that person doesn't know us at all. Why am I putting, and I'm saying this to myself. I'm like, why am I putting any weight on that person's view or thought of me? I still have love for them. It's not like a, a, you know, any hatred or, or ill will towards them. It's just, I'm not going to put my value in their hands. I'm not going to look at my own self through their lens. And because they don't think I'm going to be good at this, accept that and also believe that I'm not going to be good at this. 100%. And that's a, that's a big message I spread as well. Like, you know, because sometimes, you know, for example, like um, some people will say, oh, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not this kind of person, you know, I'm not like a, 
you know, middle-aged, rich, white person. So I, I can't do it, right? Like, these are the cards that have been dealt, right? And people that have been dealt these cards can't do these things. And it's like, yes, you know, we've been dealt different cards. But, you know, like you said, you know, you can't let that, you know, stop you from, from doing what you want to do. It's like you have to just play your cards to the best of your ability, right? Like, yeah, I can't, our deck is rubbish. Their deck is good. Okay, don't look at their deck. How well can you play, can you use these cards, right? And if someone says your cards are rubbish, it doesn't mean your cards are rubbish, right? Just believe in your cards and just play them to the best. That's all you can do, to the best of your ability. Just, and keep trying to play that deck. Because at the end of the day, you, you can either kind of complain about your cards. They're not going to get reshuffled, you know? So, could you complain about it or you just do something about it? Like, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. I like that's the idea. It's like, where, are you going to complain about them? Complaining about them doesn't do anything besides bring you down and and really diminish the possibility of you achieving your goal and doing your thing nothing but negatives so mm. like it kind of it is what it is these are the cards i've been dealt let's see what i can do mm. i'll catch myself in like in a negative thought sometimes and i'll stop myself to be like this isn't serving me this isn't going to change that situation to view it negatively and by me having that view, I just feel low vibrational. I feel bad. I feel down. It, it just hurts me. And then that's why mindfulness is so important. And then in that realization, having the ability to then change my thought. And I guess the good thing in this is that like, what we're saying is that it's normal to sometimes feel that way. Yeah. So like if you're in rubbish, so if you have a rubbish thought, like, again, like you said at the beginning, don't beat yourself up about it. It's it's normal. We all get those days where we've had a bad day, you're easily, you know, whatever, like irritable. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's about having that mindfulness, practicing, you know, like, okay, this is happening, identifying it, and then trying to put the perspective. It's not about getting angry that you had it in the first place. Like, okay, you had it. How am I going to work with this now? So it, it's really good. It's really good. And for the longest time, Fred, I thought I was kind of controlled by my thoughts. It's like when a negative thought would come in about a situation, it's like, well, that's the situation. So how else am I supposed to think about it? But to know that we can choose our thoughts, we can dictate how things go. We can really choose how we want to look at a situation. The situation doesn't need to dictate how we look at it. It's, 100%. Right. It's not anything on the outside. It's us on the inside, how we decide and choose to look at something where for the longest time, I thought it was the outside telling me what was going on that's that's really powerful and honestly ever since i kind of started working on personal development you know working on myself you know meditating reading books taking in honestly the, the content that you take in like just it changes the way you think you know so like instead of all like i'll, I'll listen to like you know funny podcasts that just kind of talking rubbish on a once in a while right but you know just listening to like uplifting things or like you know it it really changes your perspective on things. So, you know, for every, anyone listening to this, like, you know, well done. Like, you know, th th these are the kind of things you can do to develop your, the person, you know, and to grow that mindfulness because that won't even happen overnight. You know, you, you got to work at it. Yeah, it definitely, it, it definitely takes time. And I guess just to um, just help anybody listening right now, I'm glad that you mentioned meditation. Meditation is the greatest tool that has brought me more mindfulness without a doubt. So, Anyone listening, if you are new to meditation, spend five minutes, spend 10, spend a minute, whatever you're able to do in the beginning, but 
consistently doing or meditating over time will absolutely help you with mindfulness. You know, and Fred, that's not even, I use like meditation a lot um, to manifest and, and to visualize and not even realizing how mindful that made me. All of a sudden in life, after I was meditating for a few months, I was like, whoa, I'm way more aware of my thoughts right now. I'm not wow. allowing, right? I'm not allowing them to take over my thought pattern in my life. I'm I'm aware of what's happening and then I'm thinking these things. And in that awareness and in that mindfulness, then you have the ability to change your thought and to look at it in a different way. Honestly. So that's, you know, that's the, the first step is correct. Like you said, doing this stuff like meditation. Honestly, my, like it's so I spoke about, so I got a podcast as well when I spoke about um, this with my like other co-hosts this, this um, week. And I was asking them whether they meditate and they said they don't. And I was telling them, you know, about meditation and the example I gave them, it's like, our mind is like a really messy room, right? And like meditation is like putting the room in, in place, in order. And it's like, you know, honestly, you, you do your meditation session and then you're just like, oh, that, like, okay. You know, and there's more clarity. And when there's more clarity, like you said, you can identify the thought. Because it's like, if the room is, you know, if your room is in a good place, you can identify if there's a little like shoe somewhere, right? Whereas if it's all messy, you can't even tell there's a, a shoe missing. It's, it's all everywhere. And then it's harder to identify your thoughts. So... That's it. But honestly, if you're going to practice meditation, which I think you should also be patient with it, like the first maybe two weeks of meditation, it doesn't happen overnight, but it, it happens. So like, you know, don't be underwhelmed if the first like week of meditation isn't what you think it would be. Just trust the process. Right. I'm sure you can. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I always recommend to everybody a guided meditation uh, in the beginning. That's what I did for like a year. Because I didn't know what to do. I was like, what is meditation even? Like, what am I supposed to do with myself? And and guided meditations are are extremely helpful um, if you don't know how to meditate or it's brand new to you. So I would, I mean, before anything else, I, I would definitely recommend uh, trying that for anybody. Agreed. And Fred, man, do you feel like, it's like, do you feel, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. But mm. do you feel like, are you more of an athlete or are you more of a speaker? It's like, did you really, do you feel like the Fred that flourishes is the speaker and the athlete Fred gave you that platform and the ability to be that, like, that was just like the funnel in order to get you to exactly who you know you truly are? I think you know, you hit the nail on the head. The, uh, what's it, was it them? You hit the hammer on that. The nail yeah. on the head. <laughs> you got it just right. I think. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like Fred, the speaker, has hit like a new realm, like um, of like, you know, even just of purpose, you know, like when I'm Fred, the speaker and I'm in the zone, like, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I feel like I had to be Fred, the athlete to be Fred, the speaker, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, like Pokemon, like there's the first Pokemon and it evolved to Fred, the athlete and then it evolved to Fred, the speaker. Um, so yeah, definitely. It's funny. Yeah, if you were to ask me now, am I more of an athlete than a speaker? In all honesty, I feel more of a speaker than an athlete. Maybe because I do speaking a lot more. Than, so like, I'll, I'll do schools every day. I'll do some sort of speaking every single day. For like, I'll, and I'll, I'll train. I train pretty much five days a week anyway. But I don't know. It's like, maybe training is like in the evening after a long day of speaking. So it's, it's funny because I was talking to my friends recently and it's like, it's like I'm at a weird crossroad now where I'm still going to do athletics and I love athletics, but it's like I can feel speaking overtaking 
athletics, you know, and like, you know, I'm here speaking to you on this amazing podcast because of my speaking, you know, so it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, and also with the speaking thing is that, I mean, I think even the athletics is quite unique. So like I told people I was an athlete, they're like, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's different. But with the speaking even more so, like, you know, when I tell people I'm a speaker, they're like, you're what? I'm like, I'm a speaker. Like, you know, I empower people. They're like, even just saying that is like inspiring they're like we did it as a job i'm like yeah they're like wow you know and because I, I feel like you know my job is to inspire people so even if like what i do inspires them then like i'm taking off the boxes right mm. and let me admit in the beginning i, I know you started off speaking uh, about being like an athlete but was there always that innate feeling within you that you wanted to inspire people in a different way and help them grow and teach mindset so there was always an innate feeling in me that I was more than an athlete, but I didn't know what it was. So even for example, at university, the majority of like athletes that go to uni, they'll study sports science. So they understand their bodies and it just relates to the athletics. Whereas I went to university, I studied accounting and French. And I was like, I purposely do not want to study sports science because I am more than an athlete, you know? And I've, I've, I've always had that weird thing, but I didn't know what it was right until like, you know, kind of tapped into like the school's thing and I was like bam this is it but then even having said that you know I tapped into the school thing after a lot of other things you know like I tried to get into like property management and that really didn't work for me I left it off I had the cleaning business that didn't really work for me I left it off right so again like you know finding purpose it's like the purpose won't come knocking on your door like hello mate like I'm purpose how can I serve you it's like you need to go out there and, 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 and like do stuff and then be like, it's like a trial and error thing for me anyway. My experience has been trial and error. I've done lots of different things, lots of different things. And I'm like, mm, this, this is it. You, you will know. It's like kind of like meeting your other half, right? When you know, you know. It's like, you, you're, yes, you, you're different. <laughs> like, yes, this is for me. So that, that's kind of how I got into it. I love that, man. Like you try different things and then you only in trying them, you realize that's not what you wanted. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I need to go look again and find out what I want. And it got you to here, man. Like, it, like doing that trial and error, uh, it got you to exactly where you wanted to be, which is awesome. So it's important. It's important. And that trial and error also taught me about like, authenticity, right? Because like, if I'm going to be real, you know, I started a cleaning company because I heard there was money in cleaning companies. I started a property management company because I heard there's money in property, right? It wasn't because of like what I wanted. It was just because I don't know, there's money in it. Let's just try, you know. Whereas when I started to be authentically Frederick Afrifa, you know, things started to fall into place. So it's like, you pro- maybe you don't even have to go through everything I went through if you just authentic from the off, you know. Yes. Damn, and you mentioned that before too, right? Like you said, if you weren't passionate and in love with speaking, you may have stopped doing it because the money wasn't flowing in the beginning of it. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, I always tell people everything in life is hard. So as in like, you know, you're working a nine to five, you hate it, it's hard, cool. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a professional speaker and I do this, like it's still hard. Like every, I do athletics, it's hard. You run a podcast, like I'm sure, there, you, you, there's challenges in everything. So it's like, for me, like you're better off doing something difficult that you enjoy because it just makes everything else easier because there will be times that are super hard, but if you have that love for it, that's going to push you towards it. Whereas like, you know, with a cleaning company, like, cause I didn't love it when it became really difficult and COVID hit and I was like, oh, it's just, 
forget it <laughs> you know this is difficult so forget it whereas you know if if like i loved like you know cleaning and it was something that you know like i, I was i was about my values then i would have kept pushing right like i have with the speaking when i got a million no's but if i was doing like property management and i get like 100 no's i'd be like maybe this is not for me do you know so i guess it's about finding having that love for what you're doing because yeah like I, I regularly say that the journey like is is more important than the goal really and truly like whatever the goal is like find a journey worthwhile you have to love it along the way find something you you're gonna love hating <laughs> does mm-hmm. that make sense mm-hmm. so yes. that you can do it that's it's ah it's so good yeah. it really is because and I, I, I see that on, on honestly, um, on uh, Instagram, social media a lot, like people who, who are really successful, but you can tell are very aligned and, and very happy with what they're doing. That's what a lot of them say. It's like, you have to do things that you're passionate, like find out what you're passionate about and try different things and maybe quote unquote fail at them to find out what it actually is that you are passionate about and what you want to do. Because when you have that passion and that love for what you're doing, they are so true, man. On the hard days, they're not as hard. They're not. They're not. And on the hard days, you just, you practice gratitude. Mm. On the hard days, you practice gratitude and you're like, you know what? This is not that hard. You know, and, uh, and it's, it's important, man. It's important to, 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 to at least try. You know, I feel like, you know, for when I go into schools and it's like you're in high school, it's somewhat easier. And then when it comes to like, you know, adults, they're like, oh, I'm busy with work and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, it, at some point you have to break the, the, the cycle because like you said, you know, you kind of have a spiraling down and spiraling up, right? So if it's like, you know, I'm, I'm at work nine to five, then I get home at eight, then I'm tired, then I've got nine to five again and I don't like my job, but I don't know what I want to do, but I never think about what I want to And at some point you have to be like, no, like, you know, even if you do work nine to five, like you got to make some sort of time, you know, you've got to use your weekends wisely or and again, the cards you've been, these are the cards you've been dealt. So, you know, how are you going to make it work and try it, you know, try, try something. You have to try and stop the, the, the cycle. You know, even if you live a really busy life, like, you know, if we, if we, if we're super honest with ourselves, there probably is like, there are times where we're just on social media for an hour where, you know, maybe you could just be, you know, meditating or discovering things about yourself. You know, if, if you're really, really, really honest about it. So, um, yeah, man, no matter what your circumstances are, if you're not happy, like it's part, it's like partly your responsibility, you, you know, because no one else is gonna kind of do it, and that's what people don't really. Under, it's like people don't really understand that, right? And people say sometimes I'm being insensitive, but it's like, you know, who who else's responsibility is it for you to be happy? It is. I I know it's hard to, to for people to hear this sometimes especially the, whatever kind of space you might be in, it is absolutely up to you for your happiness. It is nowhere outside of yourself. It is only within you, right? And something that's hard for people to hear that, it's been hard for me to hear that at some points in my life too, but that, that is the truth. And if you actually want to make a shift and a change, you have to own that. You have to take the responsibility because if you don't, you can't create the shift or the change. You have to know it is. And that's like, it, it's all how you look at it. It's like, oh man, my life is not like the way I want it to be. You're going to blame it on me. So you could play like the victim or the blame it on me. And I've done that before too. Or you could use it as empowerment and be like, yes, this is on me. This is up to me. I do hold the power here. 
it is my fault. I don't want to say fault. It's not even like the right word, but my situation is this way because of, of me, of who I am on the inside. So let me use that, feel empowerment for it and make these shifts and make these changes. Like you said, it's like, maybe don't spend an hour scrolling through Instagram, maybe spend that time meditating or spend that time trying something that eventually you're not going to like. So you're going to shift into something else, but it's like, it's such a beautiful thing to know that it's, it's, it's within us. Within you. Uh, like, 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 like that is a perfect thing of, you know, like you're going to say, well, are you really going to blame me for, for this? Whereas actually, you know, if you switch that and you're like, oh yeah, it is on me. Like it, it is me. Like I can do it. You know, is that switch? And honestly, so I'll tell you another little story, you know, about how, um, how I got started my, um, coaching like how it's coaching to speaking right just to show people like how what you, like what you can do when you kind of take responsibility so i you know i was doing speaking and i wanted to like develop as a as a speaker so i went to lots of different speaking classes around london right so i went to one of these classes from a company called school of connection and they offered like a taster class it was a taster for a full course um so after the taster class i spoke to after every single class i went to I spoke to the facilitator of the class and I told him, listen, the real reason I'm here is because I want to be in your shoes, right? And I want you to give me some tips. You know, if you, like, I, I might not do this course. I just want to, I just wanted to sit here and I speak to you afterwards. And then some of them would give me some decent tips. Some would be like, oh, okay. And that specific one, this man called Adam, you know, I just told him how passionate I was about helping people. And, and he asked him, he asked me if I had experience and I told him about my school's experience. And he said, okay, well, give me a number. I'll speak to the boss. You know, I didn't really think anything of it, right? The week after, you know, Adam calls me and he's like, listen, I have a class in three hours, but I've just tested positive for COVID. Like, I remember you saying you wanted to do this kind of stuff. Like, can you cover me? And I was like, three hours? He was like, yeah, can you do it? I know it's a bit crazy. And I said, send me those slides. I'll see what I can do, right? So he sent me the slides. I presented that class in three hours or three hours notice, you know, got amazing reviews. And then since that day, you know, I do a class every single week for that company, you know, and that opportunity just came to me like out of nowhere, you know, and some people say, oh, I got lucky, but I don't think I got lucky. I, I put myself in a position to receive blessings, you know, and these are the opportunities that you can create for yourself. Like if you just go out there and you just put yourself out, is that fear of no, right? I could have gone to all these people and they're going to be like, no. And it's like, oh, I knew I couldn't have been a public speaking coach. But no, actually, like, I just kept trying. I went to different classes, similar to how I started speaking. This is how I went to coaching. I went to different classes, you know, and this was like an opportunity of a lifetime. Like this guy said, you know, a three hours notice. I remember I was getting a massage from my physio and I was like, this is crazy. I quickly went home, did the slides. You know, I just tried my best. Obviously, I'm now a lot better than when I was then. But, you know, since then, you know, I've created this new, new thing where I'm now a public speaking coach, right? And no one gave me the opportunity i fred of free fall went out there and made the opportunity for myself and that's the same thing that you can do that's the same thing for you once you just realize take ownership you know once you take ownership magic happens right because I, honestly you could have played like the victim card of like no one's giving me an opportunity this isn't happening for me why is nobody giving me his chance but you went out and made it happen. You took ownership of it. You are a powerful being who can create anything and you went and did it. Honestly. And, and honestly, anyone, again, you know, for me, it's not about just telling people you can do it. You can be powerful. Like, look, I did it. And 
the what what separates me and anyone else is that I just kept going. So like, use me as an example if you're listening to this, and just whatever you you want to just keep trying. Keep you're gonna get lots of no's, but you will get a yes. Even though in during those no's, it feels like you're gonna get no forever. I, I understand that I've been there, but you just never know. Like that yes is coming. It's gonna come, and it might not come in the form that you thought it would be. You know, it might come in a different form, but you know, it, it it's gonna it's coming. Hmm. All right, my man. I want to ask you the uh, the question that I ask everybody uh, on the the podcast, and um, so I'll just I'll let you know. And everyone listening has heard this so many times. But my goal in life is uh, and spread love movement is to help shift uh, the collective consciousness of the planet to a place that is more loving of themselves, uh, loving of others, one that's more kind and empathetic, uh, one that's more vulnerable. Uh, one that understands our connection uh, to each other um, and one that is more positive, you know, just a higher vibrational, more loving, more open uh, consciousness of this planet. And it's literally conversations like this that help in that shift and the work that you're doing all the time. Um, but I do want to ask you, how do you feel like Fred every single day um, each day you are aiding and contributing to this sort of a shift in consciousness? Very, very, very good question. I feel, you know, I feel I'm doing my part uh, in, uh, in, in a number of different ways. So like, you know, like with the coaching, I feel like, you know, I'm helping because with, again, with the public speaking coaching, it's more so confidence coaching. So with those guys, I'm helping them understand that the fear of judgment, you know, won't get them anywhere that you know nine times out of ten that fear of judgment is made up you know like people aren't actually judging you people don't actually care right and even if they did why should that stop you from being able to speak in public even if they did you know um quickly there's a story so funny one lady that came to my classes was like she wants to be a head teacher right so she had to do this presentation in front of this panel with other candidates right when it was her time to speak the main decision maker you know the for the first half of her presentation, it was all okay, all okay. And then uh, towards the second half of the presentation, the main decision maker started going on their phone while she was presenting. And in her mind, she was like, oh my goodness, he's gone on his phone. You know, he's not listening. My presentation is rubbish. So she rushed her second part to just get off the stage. After the presentation, the man said to her, you know, I'm not sure what happened towards this, the end, but the first bit was actually so good that I had to go on my phone to take notes. Right. But in her head, she's thinking, oh, no, he hates me. Oh, this is rubbish. I need to carry it. And that just shows you, you know, the, the stories that your mind will just make up when you have that fear of judgment. Right. So with the coaching, I help people understand that the fear of judgment, nine times out of ten, is made up. And even if they are judging, you know, be yourself and don't care about judgment. So that's how I'm doing it with the adults. With the kids, I'm doing it by helping them understand authenticity by helping them understand that if they just keep moving forwards, whatever their goals are, and, you know, even if they have the same goal as their friend and their friend gets there before them, it doesn't matter. If their friend have different goals, it doesn't matter. You know, even if it's taken a very, 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 very long time, it doesn't matter. Just be who you want to be. You know, you're good enough. And if you keep moving forwards, you will get there. And then I believe on social media as well, you know, I've kind of just using my page to just spread love, you know, and that's why, you know, I'm, it's amazing that I'm on this podcast now because not enough people do it, you know, social media, Instagram is a, is a toxic place if we're going to be real, uh, 
most of the time. So I feel like by social media, I'm helping people understand how powerful they can be. You know, by just seeing my journey as a speaker, you know, like I used to do about two or three schools a month. Now I do, you know, two schools a day, <laughs> you know, and it's and it's just kind of helping people's shift the pers their perspective. That's um, which is very similar to, to kind of what you said. So that's 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 how I feel I'm, I'm, I'm contributing. That's beautiful, man. I appreciate everything that you're doing for real. Thank you. Of course. And I, I will just say, too, with um, on social media. Um, it can be toxic for sure. It also can be a beautiful space where you can grow and learn. It's all about what you decide to focus on. Very good. It's like water could be toxic. If you drink too much of it, you could die. Or it could be the thing that sustains you and keeps you alive. Wow. Wow. That's, thanks for even sharing that with me, man. That's, a, that's so interesting. It's very, very true. So it's, it's what you focus on and that's what you... That's what will, that's what it will show you, right? So that's a very good point, right? Because I could, and sometimes I'll go on social media, and I will, I'll catch like a clip or two of something like not neg, uh, a thing that is negative, and I'm like, nope, I don't want this at all. And it exists there, and in every moment of life, like the negativity exists or the positivity exists. In reality, a lot of things are just neutral. It's what we decide to label it as, as something, wow. right? Toxic, non toxic, positive negative, good or bad. It's really our view on that thing that determines it. And it's really, it's always where we decide to focus on. There could be love happening all around me, but there could be just a splinter, a little smidge of hate. But if I focus on the hate, that expands more and more and more. And I'm missing out on all the love that's right here. But the love could be even bigger or smaller either way, but it's where I've decided to focus on. It's where all of us decide to focus on that actually does become our reality. So interesting. So in, in reality, social media is whatever you want it to be. It's not necessarily a toxic place. Not, like whatever you focus on, that's what social media is. That's, that's amazing. I, I learned something new today as well, man. Nice, You're man. Right. I love that. Yes, that's <laughs> awesome. Fred, I love you, man. Before we cut out of here, if you can... Uh, let people know where they can find you on social media. If you have a site, any way that people can get in touch with you, uh, reach out to you, chat with you and just learn, uh, learn from you. Definitely. Definitely. So Instagram, you know, my Instagram is F17. That's F for Frostrot17 underscore Afrifa. That's Africa, but with an F. So F17 underscore Afrifa. You know, I'm on Instagram. I've got our podcast called the l earning podcast where we speak about personal development you know it's like a bunch of guys kind of just having rather than just talking about like girls and clubbing we're talking about you know what kind of man do you want to be what kind of man are you you know it's, it's a really really cool podcast so check that out and uh yeah i think everything that to keep in touch with me you'll find on my instagram you'll find my website there and uh you know i interact with everyone you know if you send me a dm i'll reply to you you know, if anyone wants to kind of get into speaking, you know, and I, I'll do everything I can to assist you in that. So if you've always thought about maybe going into schools and speaking, you know, I can help you as much as I can. And uh, yeah, man, stay tuned. I've got a few things, exciting things happening. So um, yeah, thank you again for having me and giving me this platform to, to speak about, uh, about what needs to be heard. So thank you so much, Justin. Of course, man. Thank you for being here and honestly, just sharing who you are. You are such a beautiful person, man. You're are just showing people what you can achieve, what you can do if you just keep moving forward. And if you stay true to yourself and you do what feels right and passionate to you. So thank you for the inspiration and the encouragement for real. You've helped me a lot today.
appreciate that. Thank you so, so, so much. Of course, man. And everybody, thank you for being here and hanging out with me and Fred for a little while. We love you so much and can't wait to see you next time. Bye, guys.